All right, so we're getting things kicked off. So good afternoon, everybody. It's John Gator. Um, welcome to Live from Wellington. And uh, as always, you wanted to share with you guys, uh, yes, I am a trustee here in the town of Wellington. Um, I do not speak for the Board of Wellington or the Government of Wellington. Everything I do share on the show is my personal opinion, the same way it has been my whole life. But I have to actually say that now that I'm an elected official. But um, I am excited. We have the opportunity, as you guys can see on the screen. I'm not by myself today. Um, we have with us Jeff Jensen, who is a candidate for Larimer County Commissioner. And uh, he is running for office. And as you guys all know, um, Wellington is part of Larimer County. So uh, potentially we could have Jeff as one of our elected officials um, coming up here. I think um, the primaries are coming up, but the final elections are in November. Um, and so with that, I do want to, Jeff, give you a chance to tell us a little bit about yourself and your campaign and you know, maybe why you're running for county commissioner. And then after that, I'll have a couple questions for you. Oh, you bet. Thank you, John. It's great to be with you. Hello, everybody. Uh, great Sunday afternoon. Got a little warm today, but I hope everybody's fence is still up after yesterday afternoon. Uh, we had quite a quite a, uh, a storm. I was over in, in Windsor at the time, and I'm getting phone calls from my wife going, what is this? Just if you have to go to the basement, don't worry, right? This is, this is the way that happens. I want to introduce you also. I am Jeff Jensen, and I appreciate the time to be able to sit here and talk to you, but obviously when we function from our offices in our homes, right? We get guests. And so our, my, my kitty cookie is back here in the background. Nice. And occasionally she decides that uh, she's going to come and join and uh, please excuse her if she does. Uh, she's a cat. So there's not a whole lot I can really do about that. Right. <laughs> so thank you everybody again for, uh, for being here and, and thank you for, for supporting John uh, in his endeavor to, to help be a, to be a leader in Wellington. Wellington's a great little town. I spent a lot of time up there uh, going to different meetings. Of course, when uh, John's dad, Lou, was county commissioner, he held a, a meeting up there every month. I was at most of them. So if you're involved, if you're going to those, I've probably seen you and, and it's great to see you again in, in this forum. Uh, we will get back to being live again. Uh, but for my county commissioner race, uh, I am running for county commissioner district two. And uh, that is essentially the center part of Larimer County. But a lot of people get really confused about what that means. We have three commissioner districts in Larimer County. District one is the northern part of Larimer County. District two is the middle and district three is the southern part of the county. And how people get confused by that, and John, you've probably heard this, someone would say something like, I don't live in the county, I live in Fort Collins. Well, you live in Larimer County, and thank you for clarifying that residents of Windsor also live in well, Larimer County. But when it says that we need to be from District 1, 2, or 3, that's really more for me and, and for us that run for office. We have to live in a district, but we represent all of Larimer County. We're voted all of Larimer County, so our eight cities and towns, as well as our 27 unique little communities of Larimer County, everyone votes for every seat. Now, this election, you will see Commissioner Districts 2 and District 3. In 2018, you saw Commissioner District 1. So this primary, which is coming up on the 30th of June, and if you haven't already heard, you should see your your um, ballots in your mailbox 
probably by the end of this week, they're being mailed on Tuesday, the 8th. Is that the 8th? Yes. And so, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, when you're in this business, everything kind of runs together, especially when you're sitting at, you know, spend 10 hours a day in, in a studio like this. Right. But um, we, uh, those will be mailed. Angela uh, Myers's office, right? She's in charge. She's our county clerk and she's in charge of elections. So all of those will be mailed out. If you have kids or friends who have registered to vote in Larimer County but are overseas, they actually should already have those. So if they're in the military, things like that, they should already have those. So if you know someone that would be voting, uh, you might want to check and make sure that they have them because they're sent out way early so that there's time for them to come back, right? Of course, we're an all-mail-in ballot in, Lar in, Lar in Colorado, and we have one of the greatest election systems in the country and so Angela does a fantastic job uh obviously things are going to be a little different this year aren't they John we're going to yes. see we're we're going to see uh probably uh social distancing extended all the way through at least the primary for sure uh it's going to take longer to count those ballots it's going to take more people to count those ballots and those kinds of things so it's going to be more critical than anything to get those in Go to the Larimer County website, uh, larimer.org, look under elections. Every piece of information that you need about that can be found there. My website, jensen4lcc.com. I also have a tab on that, on that page. It says primary, and it'll give you all of the important dates and those kinds of things. And then, of course, you can always call me. Uh, I've been involved in Larimer County politics for a very long time. Uh, I ran uh, Lou Gator's campaign uh, 12 years ago now when he first got elected to the seat. And um, that's when I really got intrigued by what this job is. And, um, uh, you know, uh, Jan Jeanette was talking about how uh, Lou in the beginning was always talked about drinking from a fire hose. And she said, you've been involved in this so long, you won't have to drink from the fire hose because you've spent 10 years learning this job. And, and it's really true. 10 years on the, on the planning commission, uh, three and a half years last July, almost a year ago, we adopted the new comprehensive plan for Larimer County. And John, you're aware of this, that, that comprehensive plan is, is uh, a 20 year vision of Larimer County. Right. And, I talk all the time about uh, beyond 2020, and, and I you know, run this campaign, and I talk continually about the challenges that we have today, the challenges that we're going to have in the future, uh, and why I bring to this seat the ability to sit down day one and, and do this job. And the reality is we are in the beginning of our budgeting process for 2021. And I've been involved in the budgeting process for Larimer County now for over three years. I'll continue to be involved in it. I'll be in all of those meetings. I have our commissioner's ears. I do get to make comments from time to time. They've uh, allowed me to be able to do that. And um, so I'll be involved in this one again, too. Uh, obviously, I really should be. I expect to be uh, elected as your county commissioner in District 2. Uh, when I talk about Beyond 2020, I really want to 
to to let you know that this is not a four-year gig for me. This is not a short term. Ah, let's go do this and and then go on and do something else. I've been building businesses in Larimer County for 35 years. I have uh, been involved in the politics of Larimer County, been involved with this office for a very long time. And this is the last job I ever really want to have. So I, uh, I look at this as a long-term deal for me. And really what I look at this is, is how does Larimer County leave a legacy for those that are coming after us? I came here in 1974. And when I first moved here, the Foothills Fashion Mall had just been built. <laughs> and everybody was complaining because it was so far out of town. Nobody ever, you know, nobody's going to go there. It's so far out of town. Well, now it's Midtown, right? Right. And, uh, you know, Shield Street was still two lane dirt and so on and so forth. You know, growth is going to continue to happen. If you listen to the state demographers, we expect or they expect another 130 to 150,000 people here in the next 20 years. Uh, Wellington is going to see some of that, obviously. Yep. And, and, and you know, John and I talked just a little bit prior to coming on the air. And, and there's a lot of those neighborhoods up there that have been designed and platted and approved for a very long time. And you'll start seeing that infill now. And right. that, creates, that creates its own issues, right? I have people in Bertha say to me all the time, why can't we just get a King Supers? Well, you know, grocery stores like that don't usually come in first. You know, they let they let the uh, they they let the population get there first, and then they'll come in, right? Right. Uh, you know, you'll you'll see a King Supers or a Safeway or something like that eventually. I I promise you that. And um, th there's some real struggles in in Wellington have been for a very long time, and Larimer County has been part of those, and Larimer County will continue to be part of. I see my job as county commissioner in a big way to be that convener of those of those conversations, right? To get you in, to get you plugged into CDOT, get you plugged into water resources, get you plugged into to you know Larimer County roads, get you plugged into the landfill, right? Uh, so there's a lot of different things, and Wellington is going to Wellington's going to grow up, and and they're going to have to and. And uh, there's going to be some growing pains. There always is. But with leadership like this, young man, I, I have great confidence that, uh, that you guys in Wellington will really come through this uh, because you've watched a lot of communities around you maybe not necessarily do it right. And you've got some great leadership there. So I'm really, I'm really happy to join you, John. I'm really happy to be a part of this. Uh, you said you had a couple questions for me. Ask me anything you want. So. Sure thing. Well, you, you already touched on one of my questions a little bit was just kind of some of the opportunities or challenges that we face here in Wellington. But if we look at Lamar County as a whole, what would you say? I mean, I know, I know there's a lot, but if you had to pick maybe one that was your number one or most important, what is kind of the biggest challenge or opportunity um, that you see is going to face Lamar County? here in the next, we'll, we'll call it the next four years, obviously, like I love your vision beyond just, you know, the next five years, but let's just say in the next four years, what is the biggest challenge that you see Larimer County has got to face? You know, six months ago, my answer would have been completely different. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> would have been totally different because we've been talking about water, infrastructure, growth, uh, all of that stuff for a very long time, those continue to be extremely important. But with this COVID 
pandemic and this crisis that we are in this country and in this and, and in our county, right? With our businesses being shut down, now, I, I'm a business consultant and I have uh, about 45 clients that I work with on a regular basis. And I have the gamut. I have, I have the clients who um, were, were bankrupt before this, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's sad, right? And I have the clients who, if they could hire five people right now today, if they could find them, they would hire them and have them busy tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything in between. And I think, I think one of our biggest challenges here is going to be how do we recover from this? And I don't see this as going to be a quick flip the switch. Everything comes back to normal. I refuse to call it new normal, right? Because we have to be back to normal again. Uh, you have a few restaurants in, in uh, Wellington who are trying to get open or struggling to get open or struggling to be open, right? right? Absolutely. And uh, that's going to be far reaching. And, uh, you know, I, I'm generally an optimist. Uh, most of the time am an optimist. And I'm optimistic about our long term here. But our short term is going to be very, very difficult. Now, how can Larimer County be involved in that? Well, when we have the opportunity, when we're out from underneath the, the thumb of the CDPHE, the Colorado Department of Health and, and Environment, right? The ones that are making all of these rules who are here listening to our governor going, okay, what are we going to do now? And trying to interpret all of this, they push that down to Larimer County and Larimer County, I think is, has done as good a job as they can because Larimer County, if you don't know, is a stra- statutory county and we can't just make up our own minds and do the own, right. our own. And uh, the commissioners actually don't have anything to do with it. That sounds a little weird, doesn't it? I know, right? <laughs> but our, our commissioner, Steve Johnson, years ago, you know, and I've heard him say this over and over again, he says the most powerful person in Larimer County is the director of health. Mm-hmm. And the first time he said that, I asked him, I said, what do you mean? He says, the director of health can shut down everything without permission from anyone. That's power, yeah. right? And there's already bills at the, at, in Denver saying, well, you know, we need to change that. We need to put those decisions or at least those final decisions into the hands of an elected official someplace. Okay, fantastic. Whatever, whatever that turns out to be, that turns out to be. And, and I, I would support that. But I think our biggest challenge, John, is how do we get through the next four years? How do we get businesses back in place? How do we, how do we support th- that in, in simplifying regulations, simplifying access, right? Anytime you create a, anytime you create a regulation, it, it creates a barrier to access. And Larimer County really has to look at absolutely every one of those and begin to say, well, let's start to, let's start to minimize those barriers. You know that we're in the midst of a, of a land use code rewrite right now. Yes. And my, my goal, and I was on the committee that hired our, our, uh, consultants for that my goal for them when when we hired them and i asked them how they were going to achieve this is i want this land use code to to be two things first of all i want it to be efficient for our staff right right? because right now it's a nightmare and our staff goes through four or five or six different areas trying to bring that all together and it's complicated Mm -hmm. so it needs to be simplified for those efficiencies but more importantly than that, it has to be predictable, 
Right. Right. We have to know that when somebody comes to unincorporated Larimer County and says, I want to do this, that if they do what they need to do and it fits in the zoning and it fits in the code, there's a reasonable expectation that they'll be able to do that. Right. And so that's what we're working on. Uh, we're hoping to have the first phase of that completed and adopted by the end of the year. And then there'll be little modules that we'll do after that. So, okay. um, you know, just my, my core of who I am, I want efficiencies. I mean, you don't, you don't run a business for, you know, lots of different businesses for 35 years and say, ah, let's just keep throwing money at it and see if right. it'll work. Now that doesn't work for me either. Does that answer your question? Or it does. I Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. So I do want to put out for everybody, um, kind of as we're getting ready to wrap up the interview here for Jeff, I know he has a meeting to hop on to just a little bit. But if you do have any questions, please go ahead and throw those in the Facebook live chat. And I will um, ask those questions to Jeff um, before we before he has to get off to his next meeting. And so we'll give people a couple of minutes to type that in. But Jeff, um, in that couple of minutes, while we give people a chance to put any questions they have, can you share with us how can people get in touch with you um, if they want to be involved in your campaign or contact you? What are some good ways for them to do that? Absolutely. Well, we are, I have a great team around me. You know, nobody does this kind of thing alone. Uh, you, you and I talked before you ran for, uh, for trustee, and, and I told you that you got to build a team. There's got to be people yep. around you. And, and, you know, to your credit, you, you, took some of that advice at least and yeah. I appreciate that but it's really really critical that you put people around you know if this is yeah, everybody says that every election is the most critical election that that we're in and I think right now uh, we need people's help we need people's help in getting signs out we need people on the phone we need people writing letters to the editors uh, those are the those are the core functions of what volunteers can do. Now, I'd usually be sitting here going, I'll make sure that you join us for the Wellington Parade, right? Because we're going to be there. We're going to wave signs. We're going to do all this stuff. And then we're going to run to Fort Collins and we're going to do it there. And then we're going to run to Loveland. We're going to do it there. And, and we're going to do all of these parades and we're going to do all of these functions and all these festivals. But this is kind of a weird year, right? I, uh, I used to be critical of, of uh, uh, candidates that I worked with saying, you can't just be a keyboard candidate and sit back and do whatever you want to do and sit here, send emails all the time. It doesn't work. Right. Well, here we are right now and, and um, we're having to do that. So I'm going to put on the screen. This is uh, our website, jensen4lcc.com. Everything that you need to find out about my campaign there's frequently asked questions there the questions that my three most famous and your dad got them too and you got them too why do you want to do it you know what gives you the you know what makes you think you can do it those kinds of those are all answered on my website my phone numbers are on the website and it gives you an opportunity then to uh, to get back with me and and contact us we will reach out back to you we have several people in wellington that are helping us already and that's really really critical 2,600 miles of Larimer County cannot be covered by one person by any stretch of the imagination. Right. And Absolutely. Just, so, just so you guys know, this is a forum and John's doing this and I'm doing it on Friday nights. I do a Facebook live at Facebook live at Friday, Facebook live at Fridays at five. Got to figure out how to say that. <laughs> say that fast five times. 
Um, and, and then, of course, uh, we're out in the community as much as we can be right now. We're okay. doing some curbside candidate Saturday mornings. I have coffee uh, down here in Fort Collins at the uh, Panera Bread. And once a week we're, or once a month, we're going to do that online. So bring your own coffee. We can do that. Okay. But, you know, it's really, really critical, right, that you have access to me. And I built this studio as a podcast studio. So we have podcasts on our website also. You can access them there. But this will be something that I will continue to do even after I am elected, because I think it's really important that people have the opportunity to connect with me. My phone is on. I've literally two weeks ago had someone knock on my front door here at my home and want to visit with me about some challenges that they were having in Larimer County. We went out to my front patio. We sat down out there and talked for about 45 minutes. I'm an open book. I'm a, uh, you just ask me whatever you want to ask me and, and we'll talk about it. We may not always agree. In fact, I guarantee we will not always agree. Um, but I'm very founded in my, in my principles. I know who I am. I know what Larimer County is. And our vision for Larimer County has already been written. And I want to make sure that those that come tomorrow have the same opportunities that those that came yesterday have here in Larimer County. And that's really critical. So every decision that I make now from my 10 years and on, on, on the planning commission and in these other committees that I'm in is always long-term thinking, who are we going to be? We've got this little bump in the road called Corona 19. Uh, and I think we've got a couple of years. We got to deal with that. Our budgets are going to be different. You know, the cities and uh, the cities and towns who rely mostly on sales tax are going to be affected first. And yep. then Larimer County is going to be affected after that with property tax. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a slowdown in our, in our housing sales and those kinds of things really. Uh, so who knows what that assessment in 2021 is going to look like, but our legislature is already working on a, whole bunch of different things to try and change formulas and do these kinds of things so we have to be fluid we have to be able to say okay this is what we've got now and uh and go from there so awesome well thank you jeff well we do have a couple of questions so i would like to ask those um so the first question is from hannah and she's not sure whether or not you're able to answer this because it's regarding masks but she was wondering why Fort Collins and the county extended the masks in public order indefinitely. And then if there's anything that we as citizens can do about it. You can call your legislators because ultimately the legislators are the ones that are, uh, can change the laws that we have right now. Fort Collins changed their rules. Um, they, can, they can make their own rules. Larimer County, change their rules. And, and I don't have a specific answer to that as to why I suspect that the answer to that is going to be because in order for the major populations of Larimer County to have some symmetry, to know that this is happening here and this is happening here instead of three or four different rules um, and changing it every couple of days or changing it every couple of weeks, there's an indefinite to that. I think we will get through that at some point in time. But I talked earlier about the CDPHE and, and the Colorado Department of Health and, and, and Environment uh, is, uh, are, are driving this truck from our, from our uh, governor. And uh, Steve Johnson started pushing back on that about four weeks ago, I think it was, and telling our director, Tom Gonzalez, who's the director, uh, uh, 
Department of Health Director in Larimer County, that he needed to really be pushing back on the state and say, we need to do something different. Larimer County's doing fantastic. We flattened the curve like you asked us to do. We stayed home like you asked us to do. And we got some of those exceptions, right? right. We didn't get all of them. Another, another ask has been done. But Tom can't just go off on his own and, and make it happen. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know that the science behind the masks supports the masks at this point. But you can go on Facebook, you can go on YouTube, you can go on and, and get 25 or 30 different answers within 25 or 30 seconds. So um, sometimes you rely on, on the experts that are put in place. Uh, I hope that they respond to the people in our county and say, listen, we've got, to, we've got to stop this or at least make it optional for our businesses. We have to get back to business. We can't be back to business. Uh, you know, I don't know if you're a restaurateur, but you know, I've, I've been around this a long time and you may open your doors, your expenses don't go down, but no. when you're only allowed to function at 25 no. or 30%, all you're going to do is spend all your cash and you'll be bankrupt by September. So this is really critical. And, and, and you hear people say, I, I heard this, I read this, I read this, this um, headline a couple of weeks ago, you know, people over profit, you know, these, these, these businesses are making so much money and we, we just have to pay them. We just have to make sure they're there. But you know what? I think families over failure really has to be what we're working on right now. And we've got businesses that are failing. And every business that fails is a family that may have lost their life savings, right. a home, uh, and then the employees, right? My employees, I always, I, I would stay awake at night and wonder if, you know, about my employees, you know, they, they became family. And, and uh, there, there were times I, I signed paychecks for them and didn't sign paychecks for me. And, you know, many business owners will make sure that they that they do that. And our families are being affected. And we have to continue to push our leaders, right? I continue to talk to Tom and John and, and Steve on a regular basis. I continue to encourage them to, to pressure Tom and Gonzalez and for Tom to pressure the state. Um, th there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on. But to be, just so you know, Things are already being put in place too here in Larimer County to build coalitions of people and businesses and things like that to help us recover from this. So we're not sitting back here going, oh, geez, I don't know what we're going to do when this is all over. Those plans are already being worked on. Awesome. So it's great to hear. Uh, yeah, so the, we're, not, we're not sitting here in a vacuum hoping that it ends soon without and then try to figure out where we're going to go. So hope that answers your question. Type in another one if it didn't, or call me. I'm happy to talk to you too. Awesome. That was a great question, Hannah. And thank you, Jeff, for answering that. We have two more. Um, so do you want to ask um, the question from Kimberly? And then there's one from my wife, Christine. Um, so oh. Kimberly asks, uh, what is your view, Jeff, on government transparency? Government transparency is critical. You know, I worked on the, on the tax initiative that brought our um, behavioral health center. The, the, the quarter cent tax in 2018. And when that first came out and, and it had already failed twice, right? And the, 
the marketing of that was um, let's, you know, let's just do it because we need it, right? Well, I got a hold of Lori Stolen, and Lori has become a dear friend over the last few years. And, and she, uh, she and I sat down and, and had several meetings together. But the first one was I sat in front of her and said, listen, Lori, we have to build this program. I, I understand and, and I see the need here in Larimore County. And boy, were we, were we a little, you know, last ball on that one, right? Because I think the, the needs for our behavioral health center are really going to escalate as we get this built next year. But I, I told her, I said, we have to be able to have oversight. We have to have transparency. And we have to have the Board of County Commissioners be the final say in how monies are spent and programs are done, those types of things. Everything has to be in front of you. You can go online, you can see how the money is spent in Larimore County. I'm an open book, right? How do, you, you can find me in the grocery store and we, we'll talk for 45 minutes and I'll answer anything you wanna do, but transparency is absolutely critical. I go to a lot of meetings, right? And these meetings are open to the public. And there's, if you want information about what's going on, you just have to ask a couple of questions and figure out where it is. I think Larimer County and some of our local municipalities around here have heard that message loud and clear. And they say, we have to work within a glass house so people know exactly what we're doing. And, uh, you know, I used to, I used to tell my employees, you know, ask me anything. I'll tell you whatever's going on. My books, our books on a monthly basis, our P&Ls, our bank accounts, my employees had access to understand what all that was. I felt it was critical that they did that. I think it's even more critical from a governance standpoint that you have that access too. Because when you think about it, Larimer County government is nothing more than a service organization, right? This is what we do. We provide a service to you. And you have to see how we're spending that money. And um, I've been working on these budgets long enough to know that uh, I've got the big book up here. It's about that thick, uh, <laughs> the budget. And absolutely everything you want to know is in there. And it's right. very easy to access that. But I think as a, govern as a government, right, in the form of governance, right, governance being the verb, that's part of our responsibility is to make sure that if you have a question, it can be answered. And we make these meetings open to you. We give you access to it. Um, I get hundreds of emails a week uh, in my role as planning commissioner and uh, privately. And so you're free and welcome to answer or ask me anything at any time. And my phone number is easy to find. And you just pick that up and call me and I won't answer it after nine o'clock. Right. <laughs> but, um, but I do have one rule and I have one rule. And, and the one rule is that we're going to have a civil conversation, right? We're going to, I'll talk to you about anything, but I won't yell at you and you won't yell at me. And, and that's how we come from a standpoint where now we can move forward. Right. Everybody has an opinion and, and, and we're going to disagree and, and that's fine, but we're going to respect each other in the midst of that too. So. That's fantastic. So I'll ask this last question quickly because I do know you got to run, Jeff, and we're coming up on 30 minutes here. So, uh, but the last question is from uh, Christine. And Hi, Christine. She, huh? 
Hi, Christine. Uh, but she's wanting to know, um, how can you help reduce restrictions on churches? So this is a specifically an issue with zoning, really, um, where we have some issues with churches may want to look at expanding facilities or purchasing a new facilities, but they're running into issues with planning departments not wanting to approve them moving into a specific area. You know, what can be done about that from your perspective as a county commissioner? Is it, is it a zoning issue, Christine? Is it, is it, it's an issue with them getting, a, I think, the I know the specific situation that she's discussing, and it's an issue where they were in the correct zoning where they were allowed to be, but they were not allowed to be there by the planning body, even though technically, according to zoning, they could build in that area. The, the planning body chose it what said it wasn't the right place for them to be, basically. Well, this harkens back to our conversation about transparency, right? We have land use regulations and the land use regulations within zoning areas say you can do this or you can do this. You can't do that, but you can do that, right? But in every instance, there is an appeal process for you to come to the Board of County Commissioners or come to uh, the, the Planning Commission. It, it may come to the Planning Commission first and say, this is what we want to do. And your Planning Commission is saying no. We're reading the regulation like this. We believe it should be able to be done. We may want to change the zoning or we may need to do this, but there's always a way to ask the second question instead of just walking away. You heard me talk a little bit ago about making sure that our land use code is predictable, right? And that's exactly what you're talking about right there. So that we don't have somebody going, sitting back here going, but I really don't know how to interpret that. Or even staff saying, I really don't know how to interpret that. We want to, I want to build a paradigm in the Larimer County of yes. And what I mean by that is start with yes. And if it has to be no, then we'll say no. But we, you will know why it's no. But there's still options. If it's a zoning issue, then let's look at the zoning. If it's a, if it's a compatibility issue, which, which we hear about all the time, right? That means that in the process, you stand in front of the planning commission and the staff has said, here's, the, here's what we're going to do to make it compatible with the neighborhood. And the planning commission says, I agree, they've done everything they need to do and they've made it as compatible it can be. See, some people read our land use code and they say, well, um, our land use code says that there can't be any impact well, that's not what our land use code says. Our land use code says we will minimize that impact on our neighbors. And I've seen, I've seen applications come past us on the planning commission where there's been 30 plus conditions of approval. There's, all, there, there's usually a way to get to that. And I just asked, you know, obviously we've got to be transparent, but we have to communicate too. Right. So if there's a specific issue like that, that I can help get you to the right people. Absolutely call me and, and I, can, I can steer that ship and to get you where you've got to go. But rarely is it just an absolute no, there's no way to make it happen, right. no, 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 no how, no way. Um, there's, there's, there can be th things that can be done. So um, call me personally, I'll be happy to help walk you through and talk more deeply about specifically what this is. But our land use code should not be a barrier to you. Plan communities are just that. We want, we want to plan them, right? So that you don't have 
a, a, a car manufacturer making steel and all of the rest of that stuff uh, right next to the school, right? right. Um, but it also needs to say that, you know, in the town of Wellington, you can have a, uh, 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 you can have schools, you can have flower shops, you can have restaurants, right? But you can also have liquor stores and gas stations and parts stores. Uh, there's a way to make that happen in most instances. And sometimes you'd be amazed. You would, Christine, you'd be amazed how many times I've sat in, in a planning commission meeting and listened to both sides of this argument. And I realized that if one person had really just talked to their neighbor, we wouldn't have been sitting here today. And I've made that comment several times. It's like, did you ever talk to these people? No, I didn't think I needed to. So sometimes it's that simple. Sometimes it's not. I get that. But um, let me help you. Let me help you walk through that that scenario, and and uh, we'll get you at least uh, to the right people, and make sure that you're getting the answer you're supposed to get. And uh, if there's things that need to change, let's figure out how to how to how to make that work. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. That was it for the questions. And I appreciate you again taking the time out to chat with us today. And so uh, you're welcome to hang on here if you want to, but I know you've got some stuff to get to. So I don't want to keep you from all the things that you've got on your plate. So thank you again very much for coming out today. Well, it was my pleasure to, to come out and see you. Thank you again, John, for the invitation. I'll, I'll put this uh, back up there as I, as I sign off so people can get to my website. Uh, I did tell my other meeting that started 45 minutes ago that I'd be there 445. So the, okay. they're not expecting me till then anyway. Okay. God, God bless you, my friend. Thank you. All Thank right. you everybody for your questions on, on Facebook. Uh, I am on Facebook too. Jensen, Jeff Jensen for County commissioner is on Facebook. We do a lot from there or just friend me on my personal page too. I'm happy to do that. So everybody, thank you so much. Have a great week. We will get through this together. Thank you. God bless. All right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and um, wrap things up here. I am going to go over briefly um, some of the things I have here. So if you guys can tell, obviously, that uh, with doing the interviews, we're going to do this the next couple of weeks here. Um, as uh, if I've talked to a couple of the people who are running for commissioner that I know of. I haven't talked to everybody because I don't know all, everyone who's running. So if you do know someone who would like to be on the podcast, um, who would like to share with people, please have them reach out to me um, and I would be happy to uh, work them in on one of the Sundays. Um, so we will have a bit abbreviated, but I do want to make sure I still let you guys know what's coming up on our board of trustees meeting. So um, what we have coming up is our, let me go here, uh, for the presentation, just to um, just introduce us a little bit to SafeBuilt, who is the company that does all our um, building inspections, things like that. Um, our consent agenda, I always tell you guys keep an eye on this. It's just the board meeting, uh, minute meetings, so you guys take a look at that. Um, the action items, these are things we have going on. Um, we have funding requests for Eagles After Hours. That's a um, after school program that we have. Uh, just a, It's in our budget for us to fund yearly. We have appointments to planning commission. So this is for our local planning commission here in Wellington. We have uh, two uh, individuals who are, we have one vacancy and we have two individuals who would like to be on the planning commission. So the board of trustees is gonna have the opportunity to um, chat with those individuals hopefully and then make a decision on um, who we feel would be the best person in that role. Um, so you guys can actually, the um, in the agenda there or in the packet, you can look through there um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Applications and see that we have um, just we're putting off the annexation agree annexation agreement for Poodle School District. That's still not quite ready for the board to vote on. Um, Resolution 19-2020, um, this is uh, our administrative organization from our town administrator. She's going to be sharing with us just what that is. It's a requirement whenever there is an election that the town administrator, so in this case our interim town administrator is going to be providing that to the board, um, just to, to who is in what position. So there may be some discussion about different positions as well that will happen on that. Um, resolution 520. Five, Resolution 20-2020, Watering Restrictions. Um, this is going to be a discussion, and I believe voted on by the Board of Trustees at the meeting on Tuesday. Um, as, as has been in the past, this is an online meeting, so you guys can hop on Zoom. Um, you can send questions ahead of time, or you can ask questions. Um, I just remembered that was something I was supposed to send somebody, is how to ask questions. Um, I will get you the email address of the person that you guys need to send those to. I'll put a post on Facebook. But you can either email questions ahead of time. So if, for example, you aren't able to get to the meeting or you work in the evening while the Board of Trustees meeting is happening, you do have the ability to actually send those questions ahead of time and have them read to the Board of Trustees. But we are going to be looking at watering restrictions. My understanding is this is mainly going to be about watering lawns. Um, but I understand this is something that does affect a lot of people in the community. So I would encourage you guys, please come on Tuesday, um, hear the presentation that the Board of Trustees is going to hear about what shape we're in for our water, as well as share with us what are your concerns that you have um, about whether we should or shouldn't do those watering restrictions. Please, if you do have strong feelings, please make sure you come and tell us about that. Um, so that is on the agenda for this coming Tuesday. Um, we have the contract renewal with the Senior Resource Center. Um, again, that's something that I, my understanding is every year we go through and renew that contract, but we have that. Um, we also have our decision on the 4th of July. I know everyone's been asking what's happening 4th of July, what are we doing, what's happening, what's not happening. Um, we've been going back and forth with Lamar County. Um, we've gotten some recommendations from our Community Activities Commission, um, and then we are going to actually be making an official decision on this is what we're going to do for 4th of July or here's where we're going. So that will be happening on Tuesday as well. So if that's something that you want, you have questions about or you want to make sure that the board hears your opinion, again, I cannot stress enough, please join us on Tuesday. Come to that meeting and make sure that we hear from you what your thoughts and concerns are. Um, funding for table and chairs. Uh, this has been an ongoing um, part of the um, expanding the restaurants downtown and there's been some discussion on um, purchasing tables and chairs um, by the town to, for, to be utilized by those downtown businesses to help them with that expansion outside of their current boundaries. So we're going to be having discussion on that. And then um, Ordinance 12-2020, we're going to be modifying special event, event liquor licensing. And my understanding is this is to match with some changes that the state has made to make things a little bit easier. Um, we will have more discussion on that. And then following that, we will have the liquor license review board for the Wellington Grill. Um, so that's, we kind of break out of one meeting, go into another, and then um, we'll have our reports from town attorney, town administrator, we have an update, and then um, staff communications and board. So that is kind of a quick high level overview. I know sometimes I do go a little more in de detail. Um, I, I'm probably going to be a lot higher level on these next couple of meetings because I do want to make sure that we have a chance for you guys to hear from those people that are coming on um, that are our candidates for county commissioner because they again are elected officials who are making decisions on a county level um, in, in, much in the way that we as the board of trustees are kind of making policy and decisions around our local 
um, town, we as a local town are very impacted by the decisions that are made by our county commissioners. So I do want you guys to have a chance to kind of hear from some of those people who are running um, and get to know them a little bit and I encourage you guys to step out and vote. Um, I do want to open up for any questions before I kind of close things out. Um, again, because we're already at about 45 minutes, so I do want to kind of wrap things up. But if you guys do have any questions, please go ahead and throw those in chat. Um, the only other things that I wanted to bring up from the community conversations, obviously I just talked about 4th of July, we're going to be having that discussion on Tuesday, um, so be looking forward to that. Um, I've also had a lot of questions, seen a lot of questions about are the parks open, which parks are open. Um, we're still working on, from my understanding is we're working on getting the parks open if they are not already, um, and we're hoping to get hopefully most of them, if not all of them, open sooner rather than later. But again, we in some sense are um, being tied to what the state and the county are allowing us to do. So there's in some areas where we do have the choice on that, there's other areas where we don't. But that is something that our town staff is aware of and keeping track of and working towards. And then the final thing was just a lot of communication um, and this is something I know has been a challenge and one of the reasons that I started doing this podcast was really to help try and improve that and I really want to encourage you guys I've actually showed this um, several times but if you guys do have questions you have concerns um, and actually something that's really cool and actually I do want to show you guys this sorry I know I know I'm already past time but this is really powerful and I want you guys to see this um, let me find our town board or town setup uh, this is how the everything's arranged if I can find it okay so this here is the org chart um, for those of you who are familiar with business um, you'll seen a lot of these if you're not familiar with business what an organization chart or an org chart is is it shows you the layout of any business or organization um, and it tells you kind of who reports to who so kind of at the top of the organizational chart what you have is these are the leaders or the people that kind of drive everything and then it trickles down and um, the people at the bottom report to the people above them right so if you guys look at this and this is the single most important part of this org chart that you guys need to realize is we as your board of trustees are not at the top of the org chart you as the residents of wellington are at the top of the org chart everyone in this town on our board of trustees down we all work for you so understand that is it's not something that we are your trusted leaders we're higher we're above you no we all work for you you guys every single one of you who lives here in the town of wellington you sit right here on the top of this org chart for our town so it's very important for you guys to realize that is when we are making decisions that's why i am so big on communication and hearing from you guys is we as your board of trustees yes everyone else in the town government and everything answers to us but we answer to you and if we're not hearing from you what your concerns are what you want to see happen then we are we, we don't know whether or not we're doing our job well or if we're doing what you want to see done or if we're moving in the direction that you want things to go so i really encourage you guys i know that i've had several conversations with um our interim town administrator Kelly and our town staff is working on doing a better job of um, dealing with issues as they come in and helping to communicate things better we're having discussions on different ways that we can improve getting information out to the public and then I know I personally have been taking a lot of putting a lot of effort into trying to help improve what I can for that communication but I want to encourage you guys when you see areas where you feel like we could be doing better or areas that you'd like to see more from the town 
please do not hesitate to reach out and let us know. And so as you see here, um, everyone in the town kind of reports up from one sense or another um, to the Board of Trustees who report to you as the residents. So I really want to encourage you as the residents, um, I'm going to copy and paste this into the chat so you guys can have this link here. And um, uh, that is not quite what I wanted. Hold on a second. It uh, did not quite paste the link properly here, but I apologize. I'm going to paste the link for this. Oh, I see what happened. You would think I would know more about using computers. goodness okay I will try to post the link later because apparently I'm having a hard time doing this um, but this is our town board of trustees page and it has the contact information for each and every one of the members of the board of trustees so if you go through here you just scroll down on this page you have the contact information and email for every member of the board of trustees and I was talking to someone about this the other day and I said the wonderful thing about this and is that it's not about you have to like so for example, let's say that you really want to talk to the board and you want to communicate with the board, but uh, you don't think I'm the, you don't feel comfortable um, that I am the right person that you want to be able to talk to. You don't have to talk to me. That's the beauty of it is there are six other trustees and a mayor, all of which you can have discussion with and you can reach out to um, and, and they can help answer your questions or deal with issues that you are concerned about. So that's the beauty of this is it's not just one person on the board. You have seven different people that you can contact and we have great people on our board of trustees. Um, I've had the opportunity to work with them over the last couple of months. I've had the opportunity to know most of them for the last six months to a year. And I know that they're all working very hard towards um, doing what is best for this town. Um, so I want to encourage you guys, communicate, reach out, and let people know. Um, I see Christine commented, open the water parks first. Um, I know that that's something that, uh, especially with the heat we've had so far this summer, I know it's going to be a high priority for a lot of people. Um, you know, my hope is that we can do that, but obviously I don't know the answers to um, what we're going to be allowed to do when it comes down from state and um, the uh, Larimer County as well as to what we'll be allowed to do or not do and then also with looking at water if that's depending on how that runs with the water whether or not that's going to be an option but we will keep you guys up to speed on that but with that I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up for today thank you guys for hopping in and joining us and you guys have a great rest of your Sunday <laughs>